Our scripture comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. And and I'm going to encourage you this morning, if you have your Bible at home with you, grab it, open it uh, to Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, as we look together at this scripture. When Jesus heard about John, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds learned this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed those who were sick. That evening, his disciples came and said to him, This is an isolated place, and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, There is no need to send them away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here except for five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, Bring them to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and broke the loaves apart, and gave them to his disciples. Then the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full, and they filled 12 baskets with the leftovers. About 5,000 men, plus women and children, had eaten. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, open our hearts and minds as your word has been read and as it is proclaimed. Help us to receive those words and integrate them into our very lives. Use my words or speak in spite of my words. But Lord, speak your words to us today, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. (coughs) This story uh, of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 as we know it, it was somehow so important to the early church, that it is found in all four of the Gospels. Um, the Gospel reading that, that Reverend Leanne used, Pastor Leanne used in the children's time, is really from John's Gospel that involves a little boy that brought his fish and loaves. And in this Gospel, and in, and in Mark, and in Luke, it, Jesus just looks at his disciples and said, you give them something to eat, and they say, all we've got are five loaves and two fish. The setting of this is where Jesus has just heard of the very brutal death of John the Baptist. Um, and, and so he is grieved, that's his cousin, and he goes off to a deserted place to pray. And of course the crowds follow him. And when he sees them, Scripture tells us that he had compassion on them. In Mark's gospel, it goes even further. Mark says that that Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And in Mark's gospel, he taught them. And in Matthew's gospel, it says he healed them. He spent time with them out of his compassion. And he did this all day long. And as it was getting late, we don't, we don't hear that the, that the people who were being fed on the words of Jesus grumble at all, but his disciples did. And they looked around and sort of assessed the situation and said, there's a lot of people here, it's getting late, 
um, our stom stomachs are rumbling. Theirs must be, they're going to get faint. You need to send them away. Um, they probably thought they were doing something out of compassion, but, but they were going to send them away. And Jesus shows them a different way. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, we don't need to send them away. You give them something to eat. And then those famous words of the disciples, we have nothing except, or we have nothing but this little bit. What are the crowds around Jesus so hungry for? What are the crowds that are right around us in this community really hungry for? What is it that we are being asked by Jesus to give over to him and to share? What is it that we're afraid that there just isn't enough? We have nothing here but. And when are we tempted to want to send the crowds away? and let them fend for themselves so that we can save what little we have to use only for ourselves. And then what difference does it make if instead of with the eyes of scarcity and fear, we look like Jesus with the eyes of compassion? What, are those, what difference does that make? You know, earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, when Jesus is being tempted again in a wilderness place, this happens in a wilderness, when he is being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, um, and, and Satan says, look, make this, these stones into some bread. Jesus doesn't do it there. He replies, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from our God Father. Man doesn't live by bread alone. The people, the crowds knew that. They were living in that moment on the words that Jesus was telling them. Now, I think about that on, a, on this Holy Communion Day, that, that it's not the amount of food that we share together as a church family. It is what that means to us. It is Jesus' presence. It is feeding on the very presence of Jesus. I think about that when I think about us asking you to do a hard thing, which is read through your Bible in a year, <laughs> to participate in this grand sweep with us. Because what happens when we become a community that is so hungry for God that we are willing to alter our lives just a bit every day? Knowing that we have a community of faith doing the same and spending those few minutes every single day for a year what if we were that hungry? How would that change us? How would it change us as individuals? How would it change your family? How would it change us as a church? Might we truly begin to believe that God has a huge plan for us as we are faithful in what he asks us to do and in, in our decision to read through his word? The Bible changes me. I, I've read it through and go to it every day, but when I've deliberately read through it, I'm always just taken in by the story. Are there hard parts of the Bible to read? Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's some hard parts. And I have to tell you, when I get to the list of names, I sometimes go, yep, yep, speed read, speed read uh, on these lists of names. But, but you know what? The Bible changes me.
people that I know that read God's word, it changes, changes them as well. And I look forward. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the Father. And yet, man does need bread to live. Right? That's what's happening here in this story. We believe that too. That's why we brought in 2,556 pounds of food. <laughs> Talk about a multiplication that is miraculous. We know man doesn't live by bread alone. We also know that man needs bread to live, and we're called to be generous with that as well. See, it's so easy to just focus on fear and scarcity, especially right now. Times are scary. We are worried about virus, about the economy, about starting back to school, about all kinds of things, about the injustices and how best to, to, to promote our, our dawning awareness of systemic racism throughout our society. How do, we, how do we deal with all that stuff? It is so easy to give in to fear, and this, there's just too much of that. Send them away. <laughs> let them go fend for themselves and let us just be right here. But I want you to hear Jesus say, they don't need to go away. You, you give them something. You give them something. And that's what the disciples did. And they didn't give just a little bit of something in this story. They gave all that they had. Here they pulled out what they had. Okay, between us, you know, five loaves and two fish, we divide that by maybe 12 or 13, and, you know, we can each have a little piece of bread and a little piece of a fish, and we'll be okay. We'll be able to make it. That's all we have. And they gave Jesus all of it. And Jesus took it, and then here's the thing. He blessed it because this is something of God. This is not the disciples just being told to do something. They've got to go find the resources and, oh, you just have to pull yourselves up and do it. Jesus took what they brought and he blessed it and he offered it up to God. This has now become something so holy. And then here's the thing. Jesus didn't go around and feed everybody. Jesus gave it back to his disciples. What they had given him, he blessed. He gave it back to them. Because remember, he told them, you give them something to eat. And that's what he does with us as well. We give him what it is that we have. And he takes it. And he blesses it and he says, now you go back there and you feed the people around you with what they need. What would happen here if we were able to really lay aside our fear and our thoughts of scarcity, and instead looked around us with the eyes of compassion that Jesus had. What a difference that might make. How would that change the way that we reach out to our teachers and educators and administrators and to the students all around us? What would, what would it be if we looked at them truly with Jesus' eyes of compassion and heard him telling us, you, you take care of them? What would that do? What about for parents that are struggling to make decisions to, of how to best educate their kids or even how to balance work and children or just living with children and the stresses or relationships that are in, in trouble and stressed? 
What if we looked at those and instead of saying, okay, we don't see them, we're send them away, let them go get some help. We heard Jesus saying to us, you, <laughs> you, bring me what you have and let me bless it and then you go take care of reaching out to them. What would that mean for us with the unemployed or with the hungry? What would it mean for us with those who are hungry for what we enjoy here? Hungry for a community to belong to. Hungry to be a part of a place where they can talk about faith and bring their questions that are deep and weighing on them and know that they would have a community to walk that with them. We so often take those things for granted and, and are so casual about them, but there are people that are so hungry for that and they don't even know how to ask for it. There are people who are so hungry for a deep relationship with God through Jesus Christ and they can't even articulate it and they don't think God has any need or even any desire to know them. What if God tells us through Jesus, you take care of them. Bring me what you have. Give it to me. I'll bless it. Then I'm going to give it back to you and tell you to take care of it. What do you have today that you can hand over to Jesus, that Jesus can bless and multiply and give it back and say, now go out into the crowd with this? Do you have time? Do you have time that you can say, you know what? Jesus, I'm going to give you my time. What if you did that and he took it and he blessed it and then he gave it back to you and said, use that blessed time to reach out to those who need what you can give. That's what our 10 people who've signed up for the In Touch phone ministry are doing. They're, they're, they're giving away some time. They're, they're going to make some phone calls. Might God be asking you to do the same? Do you have that gift that you can add? What about prayer? Can you give the time to God to say, you know what, I, I don't really know how to pray well, but I, I will give God you five minutes. I'll give you 10, I'll give you 20. And I may just sit here quietly in front of you going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but I'm giving you that time, and you give it to Jesus, and he blesses it, and he gives it back to you and says, now use it. Use it and watch it grow. Do you have talent? Are there things that you're hoping that we don't know that you can do <laughs> because you might get asked to do them? Are you things, you're, you're skilled in your area of expertise in your work life or in your hobbies or just natural talents that you have? that are yours, what if you gave that to Jesus and let him bless it and then give it back to you and say, use it to help others? That's what our connection team does. That's what our other musicians do. That's what our live stream and our tech people um, and people all over the place are doing. They have some talents that they either have or they're learning and they go, well, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to give it to you. And I don't know what you're going to do with it. 
And he's going to bless it, and he's going to give it back to you. He's going to say, now you use it for my glory to help other people. Do you have resources? You know, we have those who have taken the teacher blessing bags and have filled it with all kinds of goodness um, and then brought them back here, and there's more that are coming back, and, and you're sharing your resources when you do that. You go, God, I don't have much, or maybe you say, God, you know I have an awful lot, <laughs> but I want it. Um, either way, what do you have at hand? And are you willing to say, Jesus, here, I'm a little scared, but I'm going to give you my resources and let him bless it and then give it back to you and hear him say, now you go and use what I've blessed to bless others. You see, that's the miracle of the church. Jesus tells us as a faith community, as his disciples at work in the world today, you, you give them something. And so often our response is, we have nothing. Well, nothing but this little bit. That can't possibly be what you're talking about. And Jesus tells us, give it to me. Give it all to me. And he blesses it. And he gives it back to us, the church, to share not out of an attitude of scarcity and fear, but out of his eyes of compassion and needs are met that we never dreamed would be possible. See, friends, the truth is we, at Atascocita United Methodist Church, we have been given everything that we need to do everything that Jesus asks us to do. If you were here in purpose, person, I would say, can I get an amen for that? See, there you go. Good job. But that doesn't happen until we first give it to him and let him bless it and give it back and see with his eyes of compassion. We are living in a very strange time in the life of the church. Um, we have been bringing uh, worship to you by live stream. Small groups have been meeting by Zoom. We're beginning to try to venture out, you know, with live worship, with small groups again, with our weekday learning center and, and the things that they're doing. And we're experimenting, and we want to experiment more. We, we want to move into this time saying, what might Jesus have in store for us if we are faithful and give him what we have and not come at it with a, with a view of scarcity. What will happen for us? Our scripture today reminds us that Jesus takes what his disciples have brought to him, nothing but, but in his hands he blesses it and he gives it back. And so I ask you again, what are the crowds around us hungry for? What are we being asked by Jesus to share? What are we truly afraid that there's just not enough and makes us afraid to share? And when are we tempted to send those crowds away so that we can keep the little bit that we have all to ourselves? And what difference does it make if we look with eyes of compassion instead of eyes of scarcity? 
might Jesus take our we-have-nothing-here-but mindset? And in the midst of such great need all around us, in his hands of compassion, perform great miracles yet even today. I pray so. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we are all too familiar with the fear that grips us, with the worry that what we have is not enough. Lord, help us to bring our fears to you. Help us to bring our mindset of scarcity to you, trusting you that in your hands, when they are freely given up, Lord, we have enough because you make it enough. Please give us eyes to see that, O oh God, in our own lives and in the lives of our church. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.